Back to episode number three of the Homeschool Project podcast. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Tonight we wanted to talk about um, learning outside of the classroom. So we're uh, we're in front of the fireplace. You have your glass of wine. I do. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as we know, uh, you know, learning is a lifelong journey, and it uh, happens in all aspects of life with and uh, everything that you do and all your experiences. And the key is to get your kids to love learning. Um, and then they will start, they'll start soaking up things in all different areas. Mm-hmm. A, big day, a, big, a big way that we implement this is by utilizing uh, what, our, what our area and what our city have to offer. Yes. Uh, we take advantage of a lot of different things around here uh, in the Cleveland area, is where we, where we live right now. Uh, we utilize a local library and, and a lot of the programs, programs that they have. Mm-hmm. The Natural History Museum that the kids love, the botanical gardens, uh, sp- different sporting events, the local orchestra, mm-hmm. um, and one of the biggest ones that we utilize is the uh, the park system that we have around here, yes. and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we put a big emphasis on the outdoors and in, in implementing nature into the, the kids' education. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, uh, I wanted to see if you wanted to talk a little bit about how you've integrated Nature Day into your homeschool curriculum for the kids. Okay. So we do Nature Days. The goal is once a week, one day a week. I like to have a set day because then I feel like I'm more likely to actually do it if it's in our schedule. Um... I've talked to a couple moms where they're like, oh my gosh, I would love to do nature days and, but I just never get to it. And I just feel like I incorporate in the schedule. It gets done. Um, there's only been very few times that we haven't made it out. Um, and it, it was probably just because that happened to be an insane week with like doctor's appointments and a holiday or something like a weird mix, but we've been really good about it. And, um, normally we, you know, do all of our main, uh, subjects, um, during the morning part of our day and, um, into the early afternoon and then we, uh, eat lunch and then head out to a designated park. Um, I like to choose at least the night before where we're going to go and we try to mix it up, um, and so that we can experience different parks in the area. And um, we typically are at the park for about two to three hours. And um, we go and we explore. And the biggest part of um, nature study is they bring a notebook. And it's uh, for us, it's like a blank sketchbook. And they each have to bring their um, a pack of colored pencils and a pencil. And um, when we're out in nature, um, at one point we'll you know take a break, and um, I'll have them either write, draw, color, 
whatever, you know, some people even do um, water paint. Um, what it is that the children are are observing in nature. And it could be whatever they observe. And this they, is an eight and a five-year-old. Exactly, yeah. yes. So, I mean, it's going to be the most... The five-year-old, obviously, he's not going to be writing sentences yet. So he's always drawing. And I typically have to label what he drew because it's really hard <laughs> to depict. Um, but it is growing a love for nature at, at this young age. And it's amazing already in a couple months of homeschooling, the, the, what I've seen grow from this. Um, and this is an, this is what they're observing. It's, it's not for them to try to figure out what might happen when they're looking at this bird or what might happen over here to this plant. So it's not, it's not scientific. No, it's it's not hard curriculum or anything. It's no, it's what do you see? What do you right. see happening? And they may actually draw like something actually happening, an activity like, you know, <laughs> the beetle is is pushing the poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have those beetles here, um, the dung beetles. Yes. <laughs> and our son's fascinated with it. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, <laughs> if you don't know, they, uh, they'll they find poo and they'll roll it up into a ball and push it around. Very fascinating, actually. It is. It's really cool to watch. But uh, So they might draw that. that action <laughs> or they might just draw a picture of a flower that they see that is like in that moment they are like in awe of, you know. And then the point is for either at that moment or maybe the next day or maybe later on when you get home, you use your resources, field guides, whatever it is, to try to research what it is they saw. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully they can um, learn even more from that whole nature experience. Yeah, I think that's one of the coolest things that I've seen is, number one, I come home and usually on the nature days they... They can't wait to tell me all about it mm-hmm. and what they saw and what they did with you. Um, but my favorite th- part is even when, we, even when we go for hikes, because we spend a lot of time outdoors, mm-hmm. like on our weekends, we go to the parks. Um, and when they we see something out there, they want to come home and research it. Yes. So like one example was we uh, we were hiking and there was a we were hiking along a river or a creek and there was a there was a snake in the water mm-hmm. and we were we were new to the area mm-hmm. uh we're used to we were coming from florida we're used to a bunch of poisonous things down there especially the snakes but uh we we, we were observing it and it was a, it was a smaller snake but it uh, had caught a small fish mm-hmm. and was eating it and we sat there probably for 15 minutes and watched it it was really yep. cool and as soon as we got home, well, I'm sorry, the entire rest of the hike, our son <laughs> kept asking if we could look it up when we got home to yeah. see what kind of uh, snake it was and learn about it. Mm-hmm. So when we got home, that's what we did. We got on the computer, looked it up, and found out it was, a, like a, I think it was called a water snake. Yeah, it was very um, simple. <laughs> and read about it and what it ate and its habitat. And, uh, you know, sometimes you forget that that's learning. Yes. And that's, and that's the the point of this is mm-hmm. it doesn't all happen in the classroom. There's so much learning that happens just in life if mm-hmm. you get out. And uh, I, I, that, that, part, that part I loved. And uh, they do that every time we go out. Yep. They, they see something. Um, I think, what was the other one? We went uh, to the park and he found like a, a snake nest. 
Remember yes. that? Yes. Oh my gosh. In the yes. Trees? He he stopped <laughs> us hiking snakes. and he said, "Look at this, Papa." And we looked over and there was probably what forty snakes mm-hmm. slithering around in this tree. Yes. Um, so we came home and looked it up and what the what, what it was. I mm-hmm. I had never seen that before. Yep. I spent quite a bit of time outdoors. Yep. Um, those are the things that we that we come across on our days outside and uh so much comes from it and it's not like we're forcing them to learn and that's Mm -hmm. and i really personally believe that's like where they they get the love of learning because Mm -hmm. it's not being forced upon them it's they're begging for us to come home and research something because they want to learn about it which is really cool yeah and that's when you see like this is this works you know like you don't have it doesn't always have to be part of uh or it doesn't have to have to have schoolwork involved with it no mm-hmm. you know it's uh, they something they come across and they they've developed this love for learning mm-hmm. so they want to learn more yep and i think that's that's really a neat part of the nature day and on and our you know time that we spend outside yes and they um so like the method of homeschooling that we are trying to follow divides, um, which is the Charlotte Mason I've mentioned before, and she divides science um, into two parts. And one is the systemic study, which is our typical science books. And um, she's really big on like reading and narrating living science books. And then um, the second part is what they call the spontaneous discovery, which is nature study pretty much I mean it's all spontaneous learning and discovering and it's that activeness and that falls under the science part for our whole learning system um and as you were talking I also just I remember all the times that we have gone on like you said because we just spend a lot of time outdoors but ever since we started homeschooling There'll even be times where if we're going to the park on the weekends as a family or if we're going camping, our kids are like, oh, we should bring our nature books with us. And it's just so cool to see that. Like, they actually enjoy it. They don't feel like it's this daunting task, you know? (laughs) No, and they... uh and they reference back to learning. Yes. And what Mm -hmm. you've been teaching them a lot. Like, we'll be out and and, uh, they'll bring something up that they learned at the house homeschooling mm-hmm. or at the co-op while we're out hiking yes. or out fishing or whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think Mia brought, we went hiking today and Mia brought up, uh, because we were like in, um, kind of like a, a valley and on a ridge mm-hmm. hiking. She started talking about tectonic plates. Yes, <laughs> she did. <laughs> you know, and, uh, I was like, cool, Mia, you know, that's, that's really, that's awesome that you were paying attention and mm-hmm. that you retained that. And, uh, she, yep. she really found it interesting. Yes. Uh, and then they brought up the fact that where the valley came from, well, the river, the river created it, yes. you know, which yeah. is something, you, you know, that was part of some of your, your uh, curriculum a couple weeks back. Yes, we, um, it, so it's not just science, but then we are doing geography um, in school and there is every couple weeks part of our geography lessons is to at the beginning of the school year we were supposed to pick um, a, an area a local area so somewhere where we live that we were going to observe throughout the school year and study and um, so we picked one of our parks 
And so on those certain days, it's called our local geography lesson. And so it's, it guides us in different things that we're going to learn on this one, um, particular area that we chose. So again, it's not, it's just the whole exploring outside and nature, it falls under so many things. And so, Mm -hmm. yes, even our geography class, we hit up that too for that, which is neat. Yeah. They, uh, the the park system that we have here is incredible. Yes, um, impressive. Yes, it is. If you're not from here, then uh, you, you wouldn't think much of uh, or think that the I guess the Cleveland area would have a uh, park system. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it has a park system, a, a large one, and it's I mean, it, it is probably one of the best in the country. Yeah. I, I've read that it, it's been voted uh, one of the top in the country, and it really is. It's just so cool. Yeah. Um, and that being said, not only do we go there, but they also offer tons of classes, including homeschool, homeschool classes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm bringing that up because uh, if you don't live in the area, maybe where you do live mm-hmm. offers something like that if you haven't looked into it but um, like what are what are some of the, I, I know I think I've been to a couple with you but what are some of the things that they offer for not only the, I guess just homeschoolers but in general for the kids oh my gosh <laughs> a lot so like um, the Cleveland Metro Parks they call them homeschool happening days and it's once a month they offer a class for that and it just the the topic changes each month and it it and it also falls with the season so the one the kids just did last week had to do with winter and mm-hmm. um seeing what um nature looks like in winter and evidence of animals in winter and what are they doing um did some arts and crafts yeah and mm-hmm. they brought them outside found some tracks yep and uh that was like a, a two-hour class. It was, yeah. This free. is all free. <laughs> free. This is all free, <laughs> and you you don't have you don't stay there with them. Uh, I mean, it's a very secure place. Yeah, and it's a drop-off though. Yeah, it is, mm-hmm. and we st- we stayed there, but we went for a hike with mm-hmm. uh, the little one, mm-hmm. so he couldn't go. But uh, yeah, two hours yep. of uh, you know educational class for them for free is it just really doesn't happen in a whole lot of places. No. They have a lot of. Um, preschool classes too uh tons of like nature preschool classes um and then on the weekends they still have different activities and classes for for families because mm-hmm. then they cater to you know not just because you've got your classes for the preschoolers because then maybe the families have their kids actually in school the older kids then they have their classes for the homeschool families and then on the weekends it's they've got it for everybody right um and it's just yeah i i couldn't even tell you because i just feel like there's so much um well and it's even like the different counties not just um cuyahoga county but the different counties surrounding us all have their metro park systems and i'm learning that they each have homeschool classes or even just any kind of um nature classes and crafts and whatnot yeah because we've been to quite a few Mm -hmm. and um trying to think of some of the other ones like the one where they went into the field with they gave them all nets 
Yes, that's and right. And they wing mm-hmm. caught insects. Yes. And then the they have they have actual, you know, trained naturalists yes. that teach these classes mm-hmm. and they went through all the, the bugs that they had caught and mm-hmm. taught them about them. Yes. Uh the one the other one was uh they went and it was about bees, correct? Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. So, something about bees. Yes. And they built, they, they did some arts and crafts and taught them about the, the bees in mm-hmm. the, the area. And they will watch videos and they will try to find them out in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing uh, program that they have set up here. But if, if it's something you're interested in, you need to look in your own area mm-hmm. and see and, and see if they offer something. Because what we found is that because of that, we realized that this even the city recognizes how um, popular and important homeschooling is. Yes. So they're catering to mm-hmm. homeschoolers with all these programs. Yep. And uh, they're available because there's there are that many families out there that do it. Yes. Yeah, because even um, our our zoo offers homeschool classes. Our That's aquarium right. offers homeschool classes. Um, the Cleveland Museum of Art offers home homeschool classes. We haven't even utilized all this yet, but no, I know it's and there. We're, we, and we're doing this all the time. <laughs> yes. a lot. And we still haven't even like scratched the surface. It's no, crazy. we haven't. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, there's different performing arts centers that offer classes um like you had mentioned the orchestra the orchestra gives concerts for like pre-k through second grade and then um they have family concerts as well but it's there's just it is it's it's amazing the different opportunities if you actually research so the goal is to research and and look at if you don't live in this area, then try to find similar. Like, do you have a zoo? Do you have an aquarium? What do your museums maybe offer that you had no idea because it's not always put out there, and you just have to find it and see. Yeah, and a lot and a lot of them offer this stuff, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's just the Cleveland area. No. You know, I mm-hmm. do think a lot of them offer it. Um, we sp- we've done a lot of the uh, museums and then the botanical gardens, yeah. which are very friendly towards. Um, homeschoolers yes. and just kids in general as far as having classes mm-hmm. right yes um, for them and uh, the the um, the system that's set up in in the area mm-hmm. is growing for people like you know people that homeschool their kids yeah which is really neat and I know even something simple you uh, you use the local library a lot. We right? do, yes, yes, and that's amazing. And even um, so, our our particular library right here is really small, where they don't necessarily have homeschool classes, but they are very um, helpful. They are aware that we're a homeschooling family, and so they're always trying to help me find books and certain subjects that we're studying. Um, they even told me that there was like a, a homeschool group that meets at their branch um, to learn Spanish, and they gave me the phone number of the instructor and everything. Um, and but I do know that other libraries in our area do have um, homeschool classes as well. So again, you just have to find it. They usually offer if it's um, most of them, it's once a month. Sometimes it's uh, twice a month. Um, but yes, even 
the library, whether it is an actual class or just going there and, and helping feed the love of books for your kids. It's, it's amazing. Like they actually get excited to go to the library, which is so cool. Oh, they get super psyched to go yeah. to the library. I didn't grow up like that. So I'm just like in awe that this You hate is, reading. I do. And, but I love doing this and I love seeing them get excited for it. Yeah, they do. They love going to, going to the library. Mm-hmm. It's like a big deal for them, which is really cool. Yes. Um, Cause it's, again, it's free. It's free, All yeah. All free, and, mm-hmm. and it's not just the books. They have um, learning games for them at, at mm-hmm. the library. This is not a big, fancy library at no. all. And mm-hmm. uh, they have learning games set up for them and, uh, and all the whole play area for the little one. Mm-hmm. So it's... Uh, it's definitely something to utilize. Yeah. Study uh, rooms if you needed a change in environment, you know. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> Get out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, all this stuff, so when we, when we take them to the parks, when we take them to the museums, do you integrate this into, like, the, their education outside of what they're just learning when we go there? Like, do you come back to the classroom and integrate it into their actual curriculum at all? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, I think if you could do an outstanding job, yes, every time <laughs> put it back into your uh, your curriculum. Um, that's not always the case with me. But um, like our nature days, like I said, that many times we will bring back and try to research what we saw out there or try to see where we can make a connection with something else we're learning about. Maybe it has, maybe it's another book that we're reading and, Oh, you know, we talked, we saw this. Um, remember we were reading about that in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the geography, the geography ties in a lot to when we do our local geography, part of our, our, mm-hmm. of that subject. Um, we did, um, so we study, we've gone back and forth between, um, U.S. history and then Cleveland or, oh, I'm sorry, Ohio history. Um, so we've even gone to the Cleveland history museum, mm-hmm. um, and going there and we brought that information back and tried to tie it into our Ohio history, um, curriculum. And yeah, that was really neat. Cause the kids actually taught me a lot when I came home that day, yeah. um, mm-hmm. about but Ohio. Yeah. Um, they get and really I, excited to learn about that. They did. <laughs> um, they take a, pr- they take a pride in living here now, mm-hmm, they but, do. uh, again, y- your area might have that same thing. Yes. Uh, you know, if you live near a metropolitan area, mm-hmm. um, they, they might have a, a museum of, of, with, with history of where you live, which yes. is something that not everybody probably puts into their curriculum, but mm-hmm. you have, uh, you have local history and, in your curriculum, right? Yes. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Which I think is cool. Yes. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. Or does does Ohio require that? Is that why Ohio you do does, but it's usually not for this grade yet. But okay. So I had a break in the U.S. history, so then I wanted to tie in Ohio history. I love it. Yeah. I, lo- I love knowing the local stuff and being. Yeah, proud, I've proud never of where studied our state history ever. Wherever I've lived, I never knew anything. I never knew like who the state bird was. <laughs> what the state bird was? <laughs> what the state bird was? Um, none of that. And then we do it now, and it's it's neat. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. they were teaching me about the flag the other day. Mm-hmm. The only swallowtail flag in yeah. out of all the states, right? Yeah, and then it yeah. yes, and then it just you 
you learn about something and then it sparks. So then we started to learn about, um, the underground railroad because mm-hmm. that was part of Ohio's history. And the kids got so into it that we started to like dig deeper into that, you know? Um, and then, so my plan is to take them to, um, a, a place nearby that has, um, an uh, underground railroad museum. There's several in Ohio, so I just got to figure out the closest one. Um, but that's like our next on the list. So then we'll be able to tie that in too. By yeah, you're right, and that that is it all ties in somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the other cool thing about homeschooling that we found is <clears throat> what you just brought up is you have a curriculum, mm-hmm. but if the kids are really interested in something. You can go down that rabbit hole yes, with them, exactly. <laughs> which is where they really find their love of learning. Mm-hmm. When you're on a strict curriculum, like if you were in a regular school, like we all, we both grew up in, mm-hmm. it, you only have a, this short period of time to learn a subject. Yes, and when it's done, it's done. Yes, because the teacher has to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And most people don't even remember half that stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Now they come across something that just really. St- interest them they find really cool Mm -hmm. and you can take the time to dig into that deeper and really start to research it and you can also look into going somewhere to feed it Mm -hmm. you know on like a field trip or a day out i love that part of homeschooling so far is that Mm -hmm. is that they can find something that they love and you can work on it um, more than you would in like a normal classroom. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's yeah. You, you, might, you, might, be... you might find something that they grow up to love. Yes, exactly. It's because you were able to um, really focus on it. And, you, yeah, feed that that, that interest and that love for it. Right. Yes, I know. It, it's awesome. I don't know if you realize that the reason why our son got so into the Titanic recently is because in geography we started to learn about glaciers and then i didn't yes and then i brought up oh you know there was this big event that happened a long time ago with the glacier and i started to tell them about it and then sure enough anyways into our lesson of glaciers it then also the book mentioned about the titanic and then we watched some videos online about it um we utilize youtube a lot to try to tie in visual Mm -hmm. um and then from there, I guess he got so into it that when we went to the library, he found this Titanic book and wanted to read it. Which, <laughs> if anyone's interested, because it's awesome, we've mm-hmm. been reading it, is uh, The Magic Treehouse. It's a series mm-hmm. um, of uh, fictional books, but they, I guess they also have this other nonfiction. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's about the Titanic. And it's really good. It's and really it's really good. great for the kids. And like tonight, <laughs> we were reading it to them, and they wouldn't let me stop. And it was mm-hmm. getting late. And I was like, man, we got we to. <laughs> We have to stop and, and go to bed. So, uh, but I didn't know. I didn't realize that that was that's from how it all started. Yeah, something you were teaching. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, talked a lot about how this is great for the kids. Mm-hmm. But something that I've thought of is all these field trips and uh, utilizing all of the things that this area has to offer. How do you think that's affected our family? Hmm. Affected our family? Yeah, I, like I personally think that has been uh, has been awesome for us. Yes, because absolutely. you may you may not be going to all these things if we weren't doing it for the 
kids for school some of yeah. it yeah no you're right and because we started doing it for that and we go we're out a lot with yes. like in, at the parks and stuff regardless uh, but because of your curriculum mm -hmm. and the way that you go out in these nature days and to the parks mm -hmm. and then the museums mm -hmm. it just it it turned it into something that we did on our off time too. Yes. As a family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been really, really good for us. Yes. It's gotten us out a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's gotten us to go to things that maybe we wouldn't have gone to otherwise. Yeah. Yes, I know it. I know that I remember when we started homeschooling that you were just like impressed that I was going to be loading up the car with three kids, especially a toddler involved. And then like that we were doing this every week and like you say, if it wasn't for me homeschooling, I don't know that let's say it was like summertime before I started to homeschool that I would have like gone out and like wanted to take all three kids by myself out to the park for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. But with this like goal in mind and then now like it's created something fun and we're learning from it and yeah, it's just, you're right. It's just kind of opened up a whole lot more. And then it just, it, even on our off days, like you said, I just feel like. Yeah, it's not, it's not just, it has nothing to do with the mm -hmm. homeschool anymore. No. But they love doing it. Yeah. You know, they mm -hmm. love going to the museums and the botanical gardens and, and the all, all the things we just discussed mm -hmm. because of the homeschool. So now on our weekends, they ask us to go. Yes. Again. Yes. <laughs> and then we started taking them, and I love it. Yeah. I do. I, I enjoy it. I love going, mm -hmm. and we come home, and we've had such a great day. Mm -hmm. And uh, so not only is it good for the homeschool um, side of things, but I think if you start doing that um, with the kids, mm -hmm. that it's great for the family as a whole as well. It really is. I do. Yeah. Um, so, do you have any other suggestions for anybody that's trying to um, find resources or find things to, to do outside of the, the house? Um, like, like I said, just try to f look at your, your local parks and museums, um, zoos, aquariums, even if you go on, which is why I said in the last episode, try to join up some um, homeschool, local homeschool groups on Facebook, keyword local, because a lot of them, uh, will tell you what is going on around town for you to, you, I mean, I, there, I'm still learning of all of these classes and opportunities that our area has to offer for homeschoolers through these Facebook groups. Um, so I, I just feel like if people can find something in their area on Facebook, that's a homeschooling group, that's another great resource, honestly. I mean, cause so many of them doing it for years too. And a lot of them know that there's new people out there too. So they're like, Oh, okay. If you didn't know, you know, um, coming up, you can register for this class or, you know, on Wednesdays there's this going on. And, um, so as ne far as like network, yes, networking. Yeah. Um, and then like I had, um, I can't say that I've read these books yet, but I wrote <laughs> them down because they sounded interesting. Um, you can always just even research if you're interested in um, 
adding nature days to your curriculum. Um, I mean, just Googling nature days and homeschooling brings up a, a ridiculous amount of resources in itself. Um, even Pinterest has different ideas of how to do nature days, what to do in your nature days. Mm. Um, but I wrote down two like books if you want like a starting point maybe. Um, Exploring Nature with Children was one book. And that actually has like, an, I believe, an entire year's worth of um, lesson plans. And it's just one lesson plan per week because the idea is just to do it once a week. Um, so if you like actually want like extra guidance in what to do in your and make it a more legit curriculum you can look at a book like that um and then there's the handbook of nature study which will give you more details of what it's all about so those are two that i had written down but those are my suggestions on how to get started with those things great well mm -hmm. awesome good talk yeah, it really was. That's actually one of my favorite subjects. I know. Is, so I enjoyed that. So I hope we can do more on, on those subjects and some specifics of yes, we actually, when so. we go do some, some more things at mm -hmm. these places. We can talk about it. But um, we hope you enjoyed another episode of the Homeschool Project Podcast. Yeah. And uh, if you liked it, please subscribe and stay tuned for the next episode. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Project Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or suggestions that we can discuss on the show, send us an email at thehomeschoolprojectpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everyone.